morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, 1 Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the prayers of your people, and in our time grant us your peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading for this fourth Sunday after Epiphany is from Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Wouldn't you like to know about Jeremiah's life before he became a prophet? I mean, what did he do in his childhood? What games did he play? How was he brought up and taught? Scripture doesn't tell us much. We know his father, Hilkiah, was one of the priests who were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin. We know he was born a couple of decades before the fall of Jerusalem in 586 BC. And well, that's about it. Instead of a biography about his early years, Jeremiah describes his youth in a single sentence from verse 4. Now the word of the Lord came to me. That's it. That's what we need to know about this prophet. The word of the Lord came to him. It was the single most important event in his life, more important than his family history or his education or what kind of friends he hung out with. In the same way, the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah comes to you. For better or as it sometimes feels, for worse, the word of the Lord forms and shapes us for our callings in this world and for the life of the world to come. The word of the Lord has that effect on people. It is not dead or lifeless, but living, active, and mighty. It creates, shapes, and transforms. In the beginning, God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Genesis 1-3. The angel Gabriel told Mary that she would conceive and have a son, and she did. You can find that in Luke chapter 1. God's word can do anything in an instant. But God's word can also be like a seed. It can work over time. It's planted, it germinates and sprouts, then it grows, blossoms, and bears fruit. God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, Genesis 1.11, and it did, and it still does. Even when the growth is so slow that it can hardly be seen, even if we begin to wonder whether there's really any growth happening, God's Word is powerful and effective in nature and in us. Just ask Jeremiah. The Word of the Lord happened to him. Not that he was looking for it. 
He didn't sit down one day and call up Indeed.com looking for openings labeled profit, thinking, hmm, those seem to be in short supply and the benefits sound really good. As far as he was concerned, God's word took him by surprise and led him in directions he didn't expect. He wasn't entirely convinced that being a prophet was right for him, and he wasn't always happy with it. There were times when his work felt far less rewarding and fruitful than what you do each day. So this living, active, powerful word came to Jeremiah. Again, verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Now, isn't that just like God? He knows people and fashions them and sets them apart for His purposes. They're His vessels, earthen ones, jars of clay, creatures of dust, certainly, but also chosen and loved by Him. Jeremiah wasn't picked because he was a great speaker or had a charismatic personality. Instead, he was a living example of what St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even the things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. It was entirely by grace. Now, the Lord isn't ashamed of human flesh. He isn't scared off by sin or weakness. So God called Jeremiah and appointed him to be a prophet to the nations. Then we hear in verse 9, Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. God fills Jeremiah's mouth with his powerful, living, active word. This word, the Lord says, will be over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow to build, and to plant. And Jeremiah said, Wait a minute, you've got the wrong guy. I'm just a youth, a child. I think you're looking for the guy next door. And the Lord said, Oh, just wait and see what I'll do with a youth, with my word in a human mouth, with the body and life I created. I mean you. I'm sending you to speak my word, to preach repentance to my people, to call them back from idolatry and sin. The gracious and merciful Lord sends Jeremiah to call sinners to repentance, to bring them comfort, good, and delight in him. But it didn't make Jeremiah's life easy. He was sent to proclaim judgment. Jerusalem would be just, would be just destroyed. The temple would be torn down. The king would be taken away. Yet after all that, the Lord would restore those who were lost and condemned. He was sent to deliver a promise. God would again build up his people and make them new by forgiving their sins. He would plant the righteous branch in their midst. Yet Jeremiah's calling would often feel like a burden. He would suffer for it. He was beaten and placed in stocks, imprisoned, thrown into a cistern, and carried off to Egypt. He would moan and complain about it, even lamenting the day he was born. Even so, the Lord equipped Jeremiah for his work and was working through him. And Jeremiah wasn't sent out alone. He was given a promise. 
The Lord said, I am with you to deliver you. He tells Jeremiah, even when people oppose you or speak against you, even though you suffer for the sake of my name and for doing what is right, even though the work is hard and you can't see the fruit of your labor, I am with you to deliver you. That word was life for Jeremiah. The Lord would deliver him, and he would do it with the word, with the word made flesh. In the fullness of time, Jesus came. His word possessed authority to drive out demons and fight back death. He too would be rejected, condemned, and crucified. On the cross, God's word appeared to be powerless, lifeless, ineffective. But on the third day, Jesus was delivered and raised up as the living word. He is the deliverance, even from death, of those who trust in him and in him. The word bears fruit for eternity. Now the word of the Lord has come to you, beloved. The Lord who knew and loved Jeremiah from the womb has also known and loved you from the womb. Though you aren't called to be a prophet, you are called to be a baptized child of God, to live in faith toward him and in fervent love toward others. He has chosen and consecrated you to be his person wherever you are, in your home, your office, your school or neighborhood for the sake of your son, your sister, your nephew, your neighbor. And this is not because of any merit or worthiness in you, but because of his own grace and mercy in Jesus Christ. For Jesus' sake, Peter says in 1 Peter 2, 9, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. But we, we, beloved, want to protest. Oh, you can't possibly mean me. You don't know my past, my background, my sad and sorry history. I mean, what good can I do? But listen, listen, it's not about you. It's about his word. By his word, he intends to make something of you. Yes, even you. To fashion you into his vessel, holy and pure, to use you for his good purposes here. Now you may wonder how this can be, but the Lord simply says, let it be, and it is. The word of the Lord comes and takes up your life, your past, your childhood, your youth, your weaknesses, sins, and sicknesses. He takes them into himself, nails them to his cross, buries them in his grave, and then rises and says, now watch what I can do. He makes all things new, and he is the word in the water that has already made a new you. And that's not all. He also gives you the same promise he gave to Jeremiah. I am with you to deliver you. You don't labor alone, live alone, work alone. What Jesus said to the entire church was spoken for you. Matthew 28, 20. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And he keeps that promise in every absolution. I am with you. Your sins are forgiven. In every holy communion, I am with you. Life and salvation are in my body and my blood. The word touches your ears. It touches your mouth. It penetrates. He takes you, cleanses you, and makes you holy for service in this world. 
He strengthens your faith in God and your love for your neighbor. So your life, like Jeremiah's, has been marked by the word of the Lord. And your life, like Jeremiah's, is marked by the promise of his presence. His word is at work in and through you, and it's not finished with you yet. This is only the beginning. The seed that has been planted here will blossom and bear its fruit in due season. You won't believe what the word of the Lord can do. It makes something out of nothing. It makes a prophet out of Jeremiah and a saint out of a sinner. He takes what is small and despised and makes it of infinite value with his blood. His word plants for eternity, builds a heavenly city, and even raises the dead. And his word will deliver you and keep you safe. So we pray that when our last hour comes, he would give us a blessed end and graciously take us from this valley of sorrow to himself in heaven. And when the last day comes, we believe that he will raise us, and Jeremiah too, to life eternal. The word that began this good work in Jeremiah and has begun it also in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. God of heaven, you send the gospel to the ends of the earth and your messengers to every nation. Send your Holy Spirit to transform us by the good news of everlasting life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.